0: Hello and welcome to Reviews from the Curl Space. that woke me up. Yeah, good. <laughs> Got the energy going here. Woo! <laughs> welcome to episode 137 of this wonderful, wonderful podcast. Uh, that's Vicki over there who is um, half asleep.
1: No, no, not today.
0: Hardly asleep. Maybe. The third third asleep.
1: Maybe a tiny bit. I even bit.
0: tried jacking you up with sugar.
1: You like did. Like eating
0: you a lot of sugar. That's what we did still, and I think... It's actually reverse.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just... Wore you out? Yeah,
0: (laughs) crashed already. (laughs) All right, maybe I
1: need to start drinking tequila or something,
0: or just some coffee, or just get jacked up a little bit. We'll get you one of those Red Bulls, really get that heart pumping for the show. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I need. (laughs) Just get it really, just pounding in the chest. Uh, Uh, Well, on this podcast, we review three albums at at random from a inherited collection. And then we uh, come up with some words and some fucking jokes and shit and uh, (laughs) kill some time. That's what we do here. (laughs) Uh, I will point this, actually before we even get to our Twitter or anything, on Spotify we have the RFTCS radio, we call it our radio station, but it's a playlist. Go there and listen to it because that's where we've curated that list from this entire collection so far out of everything we've done. We've gone through and handcrafted this list, so... Go check it out. We are quite happy with it. We like it. We listen we to like it. We it a
1: lot. Yeah, we listen to some, it a lot.
0: It's got some deep cuts on there, but it's got the big hits too. It's it's got quite the quite the selection, the cross section, and we were able to squeeze some some nuggets out of this this collection that has
1: quite a few nuggets actually. It's some like, issues. <laughs> last I checked, it was over fifteen hours.
0: Yeah, at least and I think it was almost almost seven hundred songs or something. Like yeah. it's really yeah, yeah it's really up there. Um, also over on Twitter at rftcs1. And on Instagram, reviews from the crawl space is one one word, one block, whatever you want to call it. And in both places, really, you can see what we're currently working on, uh, covers for the the albums that we're working on, as well as the links to the episode, as well as all the past past stuff. And I would think that, generally speaking, Twitter we kind of post more more um, up to date, like just general music shit, yeah. where. Um, Instagram tends to be more specifically this and then going back.
1: And we let you know that the podcast is up and posted. Yes, and that's on Twitter.
0: Yeah, on Twitter, yeah. And you will thing on Instagram. It's usually a little bit like, I usually have like a day behind bet- when you post it on. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: But it is there. <clears throat> and uh, so new we,
1: episode every Monday. Well,
0: ish. <laughs> more
1: often than not.
0: Yeah. yeah. About once a week. Yeah. Just generally, generally speaking, so. I think uh, that is it. So if you want to get us, oh, gotta get this in order here. If you want to get us cracking? Oh, actually, one thing I want to say before we get cracking here is we end up having to do a bit of a shuffle in, in this week's collection. We pull them out as I as I say. We pull them out. We don't curate them. They're in random order. However, they've been stacked. We pull it at one, two, three. The next three that are in order. Um, <clears throat> and there's a, a band, hmm,
1: band. We thought an it was an artist? A band.
0: Yeah, yeah. Called Stan Arnold. Anyways, we were, we were going to review it, but. After listening to half the album, we realized it's like it's a it's a comedy album. So for us to review it, there's really nothing for us to review. It's just him like literally just arguing with hecklers for the first half of the album, which is really <laughs> really stupid. And the jokes and stuff aren't aren't funny. It's like it's from the they would think they were jokes from the '50s or something. It was just really dumb. Yeah. Um. So we were like, after that first side, we're like, nah, let's we got to pull something else out. So we did. So after we, we have done one comedy album before. It was Monty Python, live at the Hollywood Bowl, I believe. and well, But
1: Monty Python. Yeah, like, we covered like, that. But yeah. but
0: since then, we're not we're not doing any more of those kind of like yeah, spoken was word. Way right that back the beginning. Beginning. You know?
1: beginning before we knew what the hell we were doing.
0: So we got through that first side of that album, the, the Stan Arnold album. I was just like, what are we even going to review here? Like, we don't, yeah. So anyways, we just, we, we skipped it we we put it into the system, but we've... Stan
1: Arnold down. He's already down. I just want to let you
0: guys know that's what's happening. We, we've pulled out... We'll see what we pulled out, the second album. So what do we have here today?
1: Okay. Yeah. So today, episode 137, as yep. you mentioned, the first album up is by a band called Greenslade. Uh, it's called Bedside Manners Are Extra. That's true. The second album that we pulled that is taking the place of Stan Arnold is Elvin Bishop, Hog Heaven. Mm-hmm. The third album, the David Bromberg band, How Lady Y'all Play Till.
0: How, how Lady you Play Till.
1: Yeah, How Lady You Play Till.
0: Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> so actually, I'm going to get Stan Arnold out of here right away.
1: Yeah, just throw him on the floor.
0: Yeah, it's just nonsense. Throw him
1: to the ground.
0: It's not even like a good stand up album or something. It's just no. nonsense. I don't understand. Unless you were there in that pub. I, uh, yeah, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> we're, not, right. we're not reviewing it. Yeah, it's just, sorry. Just uh, It doesn't come up too often where we have to pull something else, but this case we had to, and is it any better? Uh, we'll find out <laughs> yeah. stay, stay tuned and find out. Okay, Miss yeah. Yanni, what do you got for us?
1: Okay, Greenslade. Bedside manners Are Extra. Greenslade were an English progressive rock band formed in 1972 by keyboardist David Greenslade, bassist Tony Reeves, another keyboardist by the name of Dave Lawson, and drummer Andrew McCulloch. Greensleeve and Reeves Reeves had been original members of a band called Coliseum, which, ironically enough, connects, we just talked about last week.
0: Connects directly back to last week's episode. and it, uh, um,
1: So they had been original members of the band called Coliseum. We talked briefly about the band last week because one of the members of Natural Gas, Mark Clark, had been a member of Coliseum.
0: Yeah. As yeah. well. So, okay. small yeah, world. Yeah, it's just a small, yeah, small world, and it's just like this small prog rock And to have world, it come, yeah. like, like... Like the yeah, next yeah. order, yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, that's, yeah so, good.
1: Greenslade and Reeves decided they wanted to form a band with two keyboardists. And it's funny, because when I was writing down keyboard, keyboard, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> thought, okay, maybe Dr- Greenslade, uh, David Greenslade is just doing vocals or something. But no, they wanted to form a band with two keyboardists. Mm-hmm. So, Bedside Manners Are Extra is the second studio album released in 1973. As with their debut album, none of the songs had been played live before entering the studio. The band prepared by extensively rehearsing the songs in a church hall. It was a Mm -hmm. live-style recording with minimal overdubs and no editing uh, together of different tapes.
0: Somebody else. We just covered somebody else. It was a prog rock band that we enjoyed that did almost the exact same thing. Who was it? Holy shit! I can't remember now. Yeah, I never thought about. It, but they they did the exact same thing, and we kind of enjoyed it. It was uh, it wasn't uh, ELP. Was it Emerson, Lake and Palmer?
1: Uh, quite possibly. I think I, I think don't it. Remember? I think but... it was. I
0: think it was Emerson, Lake and Palmer. I think it was a uh, pictures in a gallery uh, or whatever it was called. Pictures at an exhibition or whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Fuck. An, wow. I think it was pictures at an exhibition. Okay, that's pretty interesting.
1: <laughs> so, the producer were the four band members. Uh, Green Slave, the band. Track listing on this album, Side A, Bedside Manners Are Extra, Pilgrim's Progress, Time to Dream, Side B, Drum Folk, Kissed You're Not, and Chalk Hill. The runtime of this album is a delightful 38 minutes and 49 seconds. I know, I
0: love when I see there's only two or three songs aside and it's like 40 minutes long. It's like, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got drum solos, you got keyboard solos, you got... <laughs> And only three of the six songs have vocals. I was
0: going to say, it's at least half half of its instrumental, for sure. Yeah.
1: And if you're a Greenslade fan, uh, for context, the before album was their debut album called Greenslade, released in 1973, which means they released two albums that year. Yes. And the after album was Spyglass Guest, and released in 1974.
0: Uh, so I'll, I'll say right off the top that two songs, I mean, really, there's one song that kind of encompasses, if you, if you listen to this one song, you'll have an idea if you like the album. And it's called "Sun Kissed," you're not. But really, I mean, this whole album—I I have the whole second side down. Is like, <laughs> it's just the whole fucking album is uh, is really good. Sorry to just jump in here. And, no, uh, that's
1: that's and what we do now.
0: Yeah, so "Sun Kissed," "Sun Kissed," you're not. Drum folk, and then like, like I said, it's just brackets—the whole second side. But really, the whole album. But that second side, I thought was really just fucking. It was pretty killer. And uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think? What you think of it?
1: I really, really like this album. Like from the moment that you dropped the needle on it, it yeah. was, it was an album that, yeah, it appeals well, to my yeah, it's like a musical gut worm right
0: here. Like, what we love on the show, prog rock. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like that. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like I have it. It's classic prog rock. Uh, it's got its proper, you know, his jazz blues elements. The time changes, but it's like. It's got a lot of moody blues in there. It's got, uh, yeah, a bunch of different, a bunch of different stuff. But it delivers exactly what it promises.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have written down that it's jazz fusion. Yeah. two hints of blues and prog rock. Yeah. I said it's. Uh, I love the album. One of my favorite of the unknown category, which yeah, means you didn't, that you didn't know. I'd never heard of them before. Yeah, it's, it's wild to me. Was very pleasantly surprised, and it's um, an album that I would listen to in its entirety again.
0: Yeah, I would too. I, I mean, although I and not a,
1: often do we say that
0: I picked a couple of songs and put them on our radio station list. But I, I I'm with you. I was kind of thinking about that earlier too. The more I kind of listen to it, the more I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that the vinyl version sounds. Oh, I'll, I'll get to that. I was going to say the vinyl version sounds better than Spotify, but. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it grows. It grows every time I've listened to it. I was like, God, God damn, there's some yeah. really, the really good stuff. And a good chunk of there's a song, Drum Folk, which is like almost nine minutes long, and half of it is just like this crazy drum solo that he does. So, yeah, uh, yeah I like that kind of stuff. Good. Yeah, 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 it, it
1: was, was, it was a really good album.
0: Yeah, I, I knew of Greenslade, but I couldn't think of any of their songs. And I, I mean, we'll talk about it. I fucking love the cover for this album. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those classic ones where. You see the cover and it's like, oh shit, I need to smoke some weed. And who need a black light on at the same time. It's just that kind of cover where it gets you in that mood.
1: Yeah. Did you look at the cover for the first album by chance? No, I didn't. Because it's done by the same guy. Yeah, it's, yes. It's very similar. By
0: Roger Dean or whatever. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. he's got a style. He um, we'll certainly in- does, yeah. We'll get into that for sure. So if
1: you want to look at the album cover, Instagram is the place to go.
0: Instagram on, and or Twitter. But Instagram would be the easiest because it will be the first at the top. Of yeah, the- yeah. Okay, so bedside manners are extra. Green Slate, Warner Brothers catalog, <coughs> Warner Brothers catalog number K four six two five nine. This is a UK pressing, nineteen seventy three, original gatefold, and like you said, a lovely cover. Uh, condition: the cover fair. There's no rips, no stains. It's starting to wear pretty heavy on, particularly on the spine and at the the top. Like not even not the ring, but like at the very bottom, and the very top are wearing out. But it's not ripped or anything like that, so it gets you know a fair to good. It's not hurting anybody. It's fine. You just can't <laughs> you just can't read the spine very well. <laughs> uh, sleeve uh, plain paper. The vinyl is very good. No scratches. It was a tiny bit dirty, but this one I didn't even I didn't even really clean. I just ran a brush over it, and it it sounded fine. And uh, the audio salt solid seventies rock mix. Uh, you know me, I like. This, I could use a little more bottom end, but um, but generally I thought it sounded pretty decent. Oh yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. Like I said, especially the vinyl version, the Spotify mix was, I felt a lot more crushed and, and flat. So uh, we listened to it on Tidal a couple of times. I was going
1: to say, did you find it on Tidal? We did
0: listen to it, on, we listened to it at least once on Tidal and it sounded pretty good. I would say that's probably more, it's probably closer to like what the way the album sounds, the actual vinyl sounds.
1: Well, and that's one, that's one thing about Tidal, that yeah. they're, like, they have hands down on any other streaming, music screen, streaming Yeah, service. yeah, when
0: you can stream a studio quality masters and shit like that, like at the oh, high yeah. bit rates. It the makes, sound quality it, is... It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, it really However, is. However,
1: there's a lot of other problems with it that we won't go into right now.
0: Uh, quickly, a title Downsides, it doesn't fucking integrate with anything that we have. No. Nothing. So that makes a huge problem. And for me to use it on our amplifier, I have to use a third-party app, which it's just it's so archaic and clunky that it, that's what it comes down to. It's like, it's that. Yeah, so that's why we, <laughs> that's why we're going to get rid of it. Okay. Sleeve design by Roger Dean. Photos by Finn Costello. So Roger, British artist, designer, architect, and publisher. Best known for his work on prog rock album covers. And definitely you've seen a lot of them. Uh, 280 credits on the show with General Giant's Octopus. Boom. Oh. Asia's Asia. Boom. He's also worked with uh, Yes, pretty much any of the iconic Yes covers he's created. Uh, Babe Ruth covers, Lighthouse. There's like a ton Yeah, of, actually, of ton. now
1: that you say that, you can see the General Octopus, the cover for
0: Octopus is still one of my favorites. That's yeah. a fucking killer cover, man. Yeah. So that's the, kind of, that's the kind of style we're dealing with. I love this, on this cover here, I love the color scheme. I love that it looks trippy. It looks like 70s prog rock album should. Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it should, comes with your own bong. Anyway, <laughs> so the, it was hidden in the sleeve here somewhere, but I'm sure originally. <laughs> Rolling papers. Okay, and Finn. A nickel bag. A dime bag, nickel bag, yeah, because it was a promotion, right? So it couldn't be a full dime, a nickel bag. I like it. Uh, Finn, a photog with four hundred and sixteen credits. Previously on the show with Yuri Heaps, Sweet Freedom, Deep Purple's Burn, Chris Bedding's Guitar Graffiti, and Steve Winwood's Ark of Dive Room.
1: Oh, I love that cover too.
0: Yeah, some good these guys, good combination. They put up yeah. a lot of really good stuff. Okay, and that's it for me.
1: Alrighty. Yeah, so according to Discogs, it's getting rated 4.14 out of five with 80 people. That's you know high. Generally, it's not that that many people that I rate. agree. Yeah,
0: that's, that's yeah.
1: And the resale value on this album is twelve dollars and eighty-two cents, twenty-three dollars and ten cents, or forty dollars and nine cents.
0: Uh, oh, it's pretty depending close. Depending on the condition. I say this one's pretty close actually. The vinyl is definitely I would I would say almost new. Like it's it's in a great condition. So if yeah. you, it's almost one of those cases where if you have a copy of it you could. Switch it out, but there's nothing wrong with that case. I will get you through.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so what'd you give it? I get a four to five.
0: It's funny, yeah. You know, I have... Give me a four on that one as well. I actually had 3.5 down here, but... What? Yeah, I had I had kind of done that beforehand. I kind of did that with a, a bunch of these, actually. As I went ahead, it's just like, okay, I'll just... Do, but the more we listen to it again, I was like, yeah. fuck, man. It's okay. It's really good. I really enjoyed some of the songs, so... That's like I. It's like three point five. Could be a four. So I'm gonna go with four.
1: Yeah, and uh, no, I would go even a little bit further and say that if you're a progressive rock lover mm-hmm. and you've not heard of these guys, that for some reason, yeah, holy go, shit go listen to this because it's it's a good album.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I enjoy it. So uh, yeah, okay, there you go. Four fours all round. Green slate down. Gotcha. Cut.
1: All right, album number two: Alvin Bishop, Hog Heaven. Now, when Doug pulled this out of the collection, I was a little bit excited because I know Alvin Bishop from his Fold Around and Fell in Love" song. Well, and I thought, oh, this still, might be a good album. Maybe
0: we'll get some hit, a hit that we know on here. And I was the opposite. We pulled it out, and I'm like, oh fucking goddamn son of a bitch, because <laughs> like here we go. He's like was he was gonna fuck that pig. He says because it's hog heaven, and he's he's feeding the pig on, on the cover. It's Alvin Bishop. He's pouring a beer in the pig's mouth. Like a real pig, it's a real pig. He's
1: getting, he's get getting drunk, he's getting get drunk. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's like, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. It's gonna be like a shit kicker twangy country,
1: listening. country
0: shot my truck, took my dog, kind of thing. And it wasn't. It was like not that at all. No, not no, not not at at all. All. it's like a, it's a blues southern rock deal, which kind of fucking boggled the mind a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's not like from fooled around and fell in love. That's not. That's not the kind of music I thought he made either. Yeah, so. well,
0: hilarious, and that's, that's that's what I was gonna say too. And that's the other thing is about it because you we know we everybody knows that song. Yeah, I would imagine it's huge. Well, popular it was, they
1: used it in uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. It's been in it's been it's used been in so many. A things. lot of things, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Tarantino used it in one of his movies. I'm pretty sure. Natural I'm not Born, sure, but Natural i read Born a list killers. of
1: stuff that yeah, that it's been used in. And, and it's, anyway, so it's
0: just like yeah. So so my brain first is thinking country, and then you're thinking like you said, fooled around and felt. It's like okay. Those two very different things, right there, and then it was neither of those things. So. No.
1: no. <laughs> so, Elvin Bishop is an American blues and rock music singer, guitarist, band leader, and songwriter. He was a member of the Paul Butterfield Band, which oh, I was sure that we had. We
0: have covered Paul at least once, but if not I twice. I
1: looked and I didn't find it in the collection.
0: Oh yeah, we definitely covered Paul. So Matthew. I thought we
1: had, but yeah. Okay, uh, so he played with them for five years as their guitarist and recorded several albums with them.
0: Oh okay. And
1: he was actually inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with that group in in 2015. So and the Blues Hall of Fame on his own right in 2016. Mm-hmm. So he went solo in 1968 and in 1960 or 76, he released his most memorable single, "Fooled Around and Fell in Love." It peaked at number three on the Billboard. Hot 100. Hog Heaven is his eighth studio album, released in 1978. And I said we should classify him a one-hit wonder. Yeah. He's on a list of one-hit wonders from 1970. Yeah, I was going to say, he. Yeah, I, around I, even, I
0: even have it written down here, one-hit wonder. Yeah. And you go and look on his Spotify or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just one It's one song. <laughs> so
1: producer Alvin, the producer was Alvin Bishop. 26 production credits to his name. Mostly his own material. Yeah. So track listing on this album, side one, It's a Feelin', Arkansas, True Love, Southern Dreams, and Waterfalls. Side B is Oh Babe, Let's Break Down, Right Now in the Hour, or Is the Hour, mm-hmm. and Midnight Creeper. The run time on this album is 32 minutes, 23 seconds. And
0: I would suggest to people, if you're going to whip over and listen to Hog Heaven, It's a Feelin' and probably Southern Dreams are probably the two songs I'd pick two on best there. The Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, for context, his before album was called "Hometown Boy Makes Good," which I'm pretty sure that's where the hit single comes from. It was released in 1976. Oh, and the after is "Is You Is" or "Is You Ain't My Baby," Definitely released in 1981. Cover?
0: <laughs> that yeah. one's been, that song has been covered a lot. Yeah, of shit. Um, I think that actually the the big hit for this guy was like three albums before this. Uh, this was he. I think yeah. I think it went like he had a big hit. Then the next album, and then the next... And then this was the first one after a string of about two or three that were on the charts. This one did not do a thing, and he never went back on the charts again after this.
1: Huh. It says that, um...
0: Cause like the... It, it, one, two, it, two it, before 1976
1: this. released his most memorable single, Around and Fell in Love.
0: So, okay. I'll have okay. to take a look. What album was that? Did it, did it say?
1: Oh, I didn't look to see... Um, so yeah, that's, I'll go look while you're doing your thing.
0: No, I don't really have much to do to talk about it.
1: Okay. (laughs) So yeah, what Uh, did you think of this album?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't what I expected, which is good, but it also ended up being an album that really just kind of, we have a million of these in the collection. It's just like another Southern rock blues album. That by no means is bad. It's not a bad album. It's just it's just meh in the big scheme of things and what we'll, and all the all the stuff that we listen to. Um, I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm just I looking thought at it My was Nosi pretty Yeah, yeah. It's like he's a, he, obviously he's a very good musician. He's a yeah. very good guitar player. Yeah, they can all play. They're very good at all that. Uh, the mix on this one too was actually it was pretty decent. I'll talk uh, talk about it in a sec anyway. That also I it didn't fall down there and some of these can fall pretty flat but that was good but yeah um meh meh was what like really what, what my review comes down to yep, because it, same it here. doesn't stand out from anything else that we've heard in this genre
1: yeah I was disappointed the hit wasn't on there and by the way or, the hit was hey, on an album called Strut and My Stuff
0: Strut My Stuff okay it says which
1: 1975 is, here so yeah it was
0: what I thought was about two albums before the
1: song must not have gotten popular until well, it 76. took oh it took a bit
0: too, yeah, uh, yeah, it to yeah to okay well that makes sense actually. It's
1: mainstream. So there we go.
0: took a little time to to burn underground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah really that's it for me or for that for my we kind of agree on there it's just like it's a, it's a main yeah. album. It's not it's, it's not bad but it's just eh. Hog Heaven Elvin Bishop. Capricorn Records catalog CPN 0215. Canada 1978. This is an original pressing and it's got a whole punch. Uh, blue, I have it listed as blues rock, blues southern rock. That's that's really what it is. Like I said, it's like the song Arkansas is probably as close as it comes to country. Country, yeah. Even then, it's just a smattering of flavor.
1: <laughs> and a repetition of the word Arkansas. Oh, just, a, yeah, his <laughs> lyrics aren't,
0: are not not difficult to learn. Uh, condition, the cover is very good, actually. Um nothing of course other than, yeah exactly <laughs> other than the whole punch that's like probably that one, one of the didn't best get, ones it
1: didn't get dragged to parties
0: <laughs> to listen to yeah no break bring out that elvin bishop album with no hits on it <laughs> uh, sleeve is plain paper that's fine the vinyl's very good condition it's a little bit dirty but um but and once again once it's clean it's very good no scratches or anything like that and the audio once again solid blues rock mix i had no problems with the audio it's just the music was boring uh cover concept by Alvin bishop Art direction by Diana Marie Kalin, photography by Mark Hanauer. So Alvin, Alvin Bishop, and obviously singer-songwriter, but it's only his only visual credit. This is the concept of this cover. That's it for him. I was just like, I'm gonna gonna get me ai pe- I'm gonna get him drunk. I me, mean, gonna get him, and I'm gonna play some banjo. And but it's not like that at all. The album's yeah. But it's but it's not like that. It's a blues album. It's so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, weird concept for sure.
0: Well, it's just yeah, it's just this two different Maybe things. Me,
1: favorite part favorite pig from his farm. He says, no, Nelly, yeah. I'm going to get you on my record cover."
0: Yo, that's funny. Yeah, cuz like you say that and it's a bigger shot of the pig on the back. And I, and I never thought and of And The it, pig I'm, looks happy. And I'm taking it while he's drunk.
1: Happy as a pig and shit. Yeah. yeah. Super <laughs>
0: drunk. So, I'm just looking to see if the pig got a credit on here. It does not. Okay. Bacon was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> So, Diana, art director for Capricorn Records uh, from 1975 to 1980, 51 credits on the show with the Marshall Tucker band Long Hard Ride, Black Oaks, Ride with the Devil. And some other credits include working with the band Wet Willie and Billy Joe Shaver. I have to say, I'm surprised there's no Billy Joe Shaver in this mix. <laughs> he's around a lot and he's, he's like lingering. He's like the country version of Jay Ferguson. We've got Jay Ferguson and Country Jay Ferguson.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm surprised there's not some in there too.
0: And Mark, an American photog with 160 visual credits, first time on the show. Uh, some of his other credits include 38 Special, Joe Cocker, and Ringo Starr. It actually was his first credit. Okay, so there you go. That's me.
1: All right. So according to Discogs, this album gets rated 3.75 out of five with eight people rating. <laughs> Resale value: three dollars and twenty-one cents, or three dollars and seventy-seven cents, or three dollars and ninety-five cents, <laughs> depending on its condition. Not much playroom. Bring, bring it
0: in the big money here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll take four dollars <laughs> for it and call it a day. Yeah.
0: No, that'd be great. Four bucks. I'll give you three fifty. You come three fifty right now. I'll give it to you.
1: And I give it. A two
0: out of five. Oh, that's funny. I gave it a two out of five. I had considered a two and a half out of yeah, five. Yeah, me too.
1: I had two 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 and a half written down. Yes. And, <laughs> and then
0: maybe, I thought... Maybe 2.5. No. No, no um, good musicians. Uh, so you're giving it a 2.5? No, I'm just giving it a two. It okay. You. Uh, it's, it's the same as you. It's just like good musicians. It yeah. sounds fine, but it's just like the, it's just meh.
1: Yeah, if you're into that genre of music, give it a check listen. It, check it
0: out. Yeah, even in that genre of music, this better. True.
1: Very true. So. Very true. Okay,
0: uh, Elvin Bishop, down. Oh, and a favorite album.
1: <laughs> All right, last but not least, David Bromberg definitely, Live. Definitely at least. How did y'all play till. It's a double album. <laughs> it's the second album of David Bromberg's that we have reviewed. Like, why can't
0: we have fucking double Zeppelin albums? I
1: don't why know. Why can't
0: we have double Black Zeppelin Why does it have to be double shit album
1: uh, so the other album that we've reviewed of his was Damn called it. out of the blues the best of david bromberg and in case you want to listen to that episode it was number 102 on anchor oh wow and we did it in august of 2021 and i didn't even get to the point where i put the rating that we gave it that <laughs> I, I have to go back and yeah, do yeah. some of that yet. yeah and it's one that didn't get rated so yeah,
0: not high on the list
1: David Bromberg is an American multi-instrumentalist, singer, songwriter. He plays blues, bluegrass, folk, jazz, country and Western, not Mm -hmm. just country. No, it's definitely country, Western. And rock and roll. He's known for his quirky, humorous lyrics and his ability to play rhythm and lead guitar at the same time. How Late Y'all Play Till is his fifth album as a two disc LP in 1976 is when it was released. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was released to critical reception. The two albums are evenly divided between live and studio cuts. Of course, Bromberg does play guitar throughout the album, but the real attraction, according to a review that I wrote, was that he is his bluesy vocal turns and his razor-sharp comedic timing. Uh Uh-huh. He has appeared on several, several, several very big artist recordings that other yeah, I know that done. I don't
0: come across him as being a session musician before for sure. Yeah. Besides his own music, we've yeah, because he
1: and he, usually the multi instrumentalists do. They usually do. Yeah, they do a work. lot of session work. Yeah. So producers are David Bromberg. He mm. did. He's got 26 mm. producing credits to his name, and another fellow by the name of Steve Berg with 41 producing credits, and David Bromberg was mostly for his own stuff. Steve Berg, a bunch of bands that I'd never heard of. Yep. Yeah. All right. To this track listing now. <laughs> Side A, Danger Man. Uh, get Up and Go slash Fiddle Tunes. Summer Wages, Dallas Rag slash Maple Leaf Rag. Whoopie T.E. Yo. T.I.O. T-I-O. Yeah. Uh, young Wesley. Side B is Diane Crapshooters Blues. Bluebird, I Do.
0: No, Idol with a Gold. Oh, Idol.
1: Idol with a Golden Head. Chubby Thighs, which I wish that I had listened more closely to that one because I feel like he wrote it about <laughs> me. And Catskill Serenade. Side C, Sloppy Drunk, Bullfrog Blues. And Side D, Sweet Home Chicago. Come on in my kitchen, will not be your fool. And such a night. The runtime on this album? One hour. Twenty minutes and thirty
0: three seconds. Yeah, it's was, it was fucking movie length. It's terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, here's here's a huge problem with. First of all, I'm tired of these double fucking albums. But the first the first album for the most part, oh god, so much whiplash involved. So the first yeah. album for the most part is like this that shit kicking fucking twangy but it, but it, kind of country country western for sure. It's a hundred percent. And then some, like, it'll be, that is, that's the most the album, the first side, and then boom, hardcore, like, Chicago blue blues. And so you just kind of get these fucking, it's like whiplash all over the place, just swinging from these things. And it, it honestly doesn't quite mesh together very well. I don't, I don't like it at all. Um, yeah, it's just, it just all over the place. And then you get to the, the live. The
1: critics liked it though.
0: Yeah, whatever. And, uh, and this critic doesn't. No, (laughs) and then you get to the second disc, and it's like okay, there's two songs on it. It's sloppy drunk, which is just a fucking dumb song, dumb bar song, and then bullfrog blues, which is him in his so-called razor wit or whatever, just babbling about shit I don't care about. Because it's like it's mostly just like him talking or telling a story or a joke, and none of it's interesting or funny. But it goes on for some time. (laughs) I mean, it literally takes up a whole side of an album. So. By this point we're pretty much just like had enough
1: <laughs>
0: and then it just goes on so then it switches to the last side is mostly mostly just like sweet home chicago chicago style blues and that's really what the last side of it is, is them doing live stuff um the song he does, does a song i can't believe that he actually wrote it but it's like will not be your fool uh if you ever actually read the lyrics of that uh well i don't know if it's so witty he's just talking about killing everybody oh awesome he's talking about how he won't be as fool because this woman's cheating on him so he'll go and kill her and then him anybody that's should ch- and at one point he calls like one of the dudes a fag and it's just like like seriously go listen to that it's like hold on a second none of that, that makes sense like how is this guy supposed to be witty uh,
1: well and that's the thing too is I don't recall any comical witty no
0: it's just horrible
1: um lyrics that's why I said I wish I had listened to Chubby Thighs at least that might have been. In- might have been fun
0: I think with him lyrically and people need to deal with it is that he might be overrated as a writer
1: oh uh,
0: maybe not as a, not as a musician I'm not saying that he's a fucking great musician and no. you know what he's, I actually think he's got a fantastic voice and like that they they can fucking play great but man his, his like lyric writing is kind of suspect <laughs> I think a little bit but uh, like, yeah, it's I was Not
1: comedic or endearing.
0: We were listening to that song, and it's just—I I, just—I couldn't fucking believe. It's it like, oh my god, dude, calm down. <laughs> god, and, and also calling somebody who sleeps with your imaginary, fictitious woman in this story—I don't know. I don't know if the word vag is the answer to that. <laughs> I don't no. know if you know. Like, if you're gonna use slurs and shit, at least do it right. Oh my God! But it just, that, to 70s, be fair,
1: in the seventies, that was a floor. Uh,
0: that was a thing. It was that like that
1: was the thing that was supposed to.
0: They just spit it out like it's
1: make men feel bad about themselves. Like
0: we call everybody Nazis now, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just so weird. And like I said, there's so much whiplash in this album because like you just whipping uh, switching between these genres, and, and I think we said this about. Uh, This, the first time we kind of listened to Bromberg shit is, I fucking hate it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear it again.
1: No, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want (laughs) to, it's not anything that's going to ruin my day. No, in fact, I can't
0: even sit here and say, hey, people check out this, you know, check out this song. If you, if you want to check out David Bromberg and you don't know, just, I don't know, go to Spotify or something and just check out his like top songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do not care about this, like, genre of music, this, this style at this time. It's just not my thing. at this whole country folk blues. I'm going to get on stage and talk about shit.
1: And I think that's kind of why there's two... Like, it never said anywhere that that was why they had... Um, himself and the other guy doing the producing. It's probably one did the live versions, one did the yeah 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 studio versions. Yeah,
0: because like you said, they had re- they were released as two separate albums. I think af- after this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so
1: too. I think I saw that as well.
0: Because people are like, well, we don't clearly don't want one of these fucking albums. So, anyways, it's just. Yeah, I've already talked... I didn't want to talk about it this much, and I have.
1: (laughs) I just have one more thing to add. Context, if you're a David Bromberg fan and you wonder, where does this fit in? Yes, okay. Uh, The before album was called Midnight on the Water, released in 1975, and the after album was called Reckless Abandoned in 1977.
0: Hmm. I just want to say, uh, like, positives. uh, Mix, (laughs) excellent mix. I hate hate this this album. album. I fucking hate it. It's just... (laughs) hearing it it's just like nails on a chalkboard uh excellent mix and engineering and the vinyl itself is thick that's all the pauses i can dig so how late do you play till david bromberg band fantasy records catalog f-79007 uh, u.s pressing 1976 it's an original gatefold double album condition the cover's good Uh, Heavy ring on the front. It's probably because it's a double album. So it's really pushing. Yeah on it there You can
1: see it pushing it
0: out. The spine is readable. There's no rips or stains So really that's that's it for the the damage on here. So that's why I said good. It's fine. Sleeve is good It's original printed uh, original with printed lyrics Uh, vinyl Both are good very good on the last side and the last album has some scuffs I remember when we're listening to it there's there's some pops and hisses and a little bit dirty. I'm pretty sure if it was cleaned up, it would go away. Uh, art direction by Phil Carroll, designed by Lance Anderson, photography by both Jerome Nil and Phil Bray. So, oh, I guess we got two Phil's Okay, first Phil, Phil Carroll, <clears throat> American art director and graphic designer with 881 credits. Holy wow, shit balls! That's, that's like, probably that one that's of the one, highest. Yeah, it's got to be in the top two for sure. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's incredible. Uh, former art director for Fantasy Records and this is the first time on the show <laughs> and 881 wow. credits is the first time I had to go through those 881 a couple times because there's no way my, my brain can believe that that's the first time that like that much credits has been on the show in this yeah, like
1: and, yeah rightly so
0: yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty wild uh, his other credits include uh, Booker T and the MGs and Miles Davis and Duke Ellington
1: oh so some good stuff
0: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so there's definitely some good stuff in there yeah, uh, Lance, a graphic designer with nineteen visual credits. First on the show, uh, other credits for him: Bill, uh, Bill Summers, Duke Ellington, and the Blackbirds.
1: Duke Skellington.
0: Duke Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. Eight visual credits. First on the show. Others for him: Bill Evans, Son- Sonny Rollins. <laughs> oh my God! I can't, I'm gonna take a drink here. again. Sonny Rollins and Arthur Adams. One more, there's one more Phil. Phil, American Photog, 358 credits. First on the show, his other cred- credits include the band Show Enough, we're just listen to. <laughs> so Show Enough, if you're wondering why we're laughing, because it came up, and I love it, because there's a villain in one of the 80s movies called Show Enough, but right away, I was right to put it on, it's a funk soul album, and right off the top, it's like, I know that song, it's a hit. It's, <laughs> this The album's called From the Gut to the Butt. So uh, so they did that, Fat Larry's Band, and John Lee Hooker.
1: Oh, Fat Larry's Band, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. There was Fat Larry's Band. Uh, there was a couple of, it's funny how actually that genre of music has got a couple of, like, there was a, a couple of different, like, Fat or Chubbies or Slims. There's <laughs> a going down. It's like all these different descriptors for people. <laughs> Blind or whatever. Yeah, it's funny.
1: Okay, I've already,
0: like I said, I've talked about this album too much. So what are you doing?
1: Okay, so discogs. Um, yeah. Obviously, people who buy this album like it a lot too. It gets rated four 5, or four out of five. They should be on
0: a, They need to be on a list.
1: <laughs> Thirty-four people rating. Um, it's this, like you know,
0: this thing when you go to the library and check out a certain book, and they put you on a list. This is if you you have a should <laughs> A red light goes off. In the red the back light room. goes off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll gladly saw our copy. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay
1: uh resale value on this album a dollar 28 which i don't know that's <laughs> that wouldn't even cover the no just, charges. just take it for free three
0: point or three point,
1: three dollars point. $3. and forty cents and in its prime condition, condition. 38.50 wow okay,
0: okay. so
1: <laughs> wow I'll figure
0: yeah if you have so there must be a ton of shitty copies out there and very few really good ones yeah. so there you go you guys want it? discount 36 come and get it it's yours
1: <laughs> It's uh i give it 1.5 out of 5
0: i'll give it one (laughs) and that one is just strictly for like technical abilities like (laughs) the playing abilities and musicianship the recording but like outside of that fuck this album yeah fucking hate it
1: yeah i i I, part of me feels inclined to go back and see what his what his um clever lyrics and comedic comedic lyrics were about but the other part is like fuck
0: that oh god yeah no it's it's awful i don't
1: care if i ever hear it again
0: i still can't believe that one song or his
1: name for that matter
0: yeah i really don't hopefully think, there's no more i really don't think there's any more coming in this in so the,
1: in the collection
0: okay what are you gonna wrap up with
1: uh best of 3 i
0: oh i'm gonna green green slate i think oh, yeah. it's pretty much hands. The fuck <laughs> it's the no-brainer of this one
1: yeah you don't even have to think twice about it
0: well and i will say i mean yeah the alvin bishop one is like oh all that's. Right, that's fine. <laughs>
1: it's ambitious Bishop.
0: It filled a space that was just like, it wasn't non-disruptive. It just took up some time.
1: He wasn't as bad as the comedian.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, that was actually <laughs> worse. I, I, sorry, the last thing I want to say too, and we didn't even talk about it, was a Stan Arnold. If you go look at the cover for this one, he looks like exactly like, for me, I, he looks like Clarence Boddicker from Robocop, the villain. But he's, he looks like the the dad from that 70s show. Seriously, go fucking look and you would think it's that same guy. So anyways, that just makes me laugh.
1: Well and funny enough too is the album is called was called Showstoppers for the Intelligent and Intelligent was spelled I N T E L I J U N T. So I
0: like that. That was good. But
1: so there you go.
0: Okay. Later. Bye. Oh, thank you.